This meeting is being recorded. Hey, Top Fans, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with another podcast, another friendly face, somebody that's new to the clubhouse, but we've also had this team on before and he's got some different insights. I want to welcome Dave to the club. Dave, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm a little tired just because, you know, daylight savings happen and we all can't get used to that, but otherwise I've been good. All right. I, I agree with you, man. That daylight savings thing is, uh, that thing's kicking in and it's, yeah. Uh, it was great when you were a kid, but it's not so much now. <laughs> no. So now that you're in college, it just it just sucks. Exactly. All right. So tell me, who's your favorite team? Favorite team, born and raised in this hometown, and I gotta go with my fighting Phillies. It's been nice. a roller coaster the past five years or so, but it's a fun ride, even if there's a lot of downs and loop de loops and everything in between. And, and the turns and twists and everything in between. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, at East coast that nationally East is going to be a division this year. It, it's going to be the most contested division. If New York can actually play up to its competition. Yeah. So I, I, I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but I, I met with a couple other Philly fans, the, the pandemic crew, and mm-hmm. I had told them, I said, the only thing that sucks about the Mets being good this year is that every Sunday night baseball game is either going to be the Mets versus whoever, the the Phillies versus whoever, or the Braves versus whoever. We ain't going to get any love here. The Dodgers could be 130 and 0, and we're not going to be on Sunday baseball because the Phillies are going to be playing the Pirates on Sunday baseball. <laughs> and, and we're going to lose the Pirates. It's. <laughs> It's the East Coast bias is real when it comes to Sunday night baseball. I tell you. Oh uh, yes, it is. It, I tell you what, and if the Yankees and Red Sox are playing any weekend, that that's your Sunday night. Baseball yeah, right that now. will immediately take up four hours of your time. Exactly, and listening to A Rod talk about that too. Oh, I tell you what. So there's there's got to be an option B out there someplace. Um, there there is no such thing as an option B. I don't know what you're talking about. There you go. Okay, so tell me, you're Philly. You're born and raised in Philly, but tell me of an experience, maybe a childhood memory, or maybe even recent memory that makes you just that fighting Bills fan. Um, I remember watching them win it all in 2008. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, I used to get buzz cuts all the time when I was a kid. So when I was eight, when that I was eight when it happened, or nine, or ten, I honestly forget. Um, my mom actually shaved the pee into the back of my head. And <laughs> I then went to the parade the, the day that the day that the parade happened. And it was, I don't know how, I didn't know how to feel about it because I was still a young baseball person. I didn't really understand a whole lot of the game. I, I only knew of, you know, Lion Howard, Jimmy Mollins, Chase Utley, Cole Hamels, all those people. I didn't really care about everyone else. And it was just so surreal to, to be there. And it was also like, you, you, I went to school that day and, and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Yeah, they gone. Out of a class of like 30 kids, only 12 kids were there total. Yeah. And then we, we, got a, we got a week of no homework and I'm like, this is great. But then <laughs> we got... We got homework a week after, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. 
every every mom's pissed because every dad ditched work and took their kid out of school to go to the thing and mom's like driving to school to pick them up and going where's the kid my <laughs> ma'am your kid's not here what yeah. he hasn't been here all day dad can't pick him up <laughs> what <laughs> what am I that one more time but just say slower exactly come again come again all right so that's awesome. You know, and it's funny because, and I've mentioned this, I mention this almost every time, but baseball is America's favorite pastime. And what yeah. I love, and, and David, as you listen to back episodes of this, mm-hmm. other episodes, you're going to see a pattern. And that is that baseball is a family sport. You know, yes, grandpa took me to my first game, dad, mom, cousin, what, isn't that awesome to think about? It is because even if, you know, you don't have the exact best family situation going on, if you just have that one happy moment of everyone doing something together, that's something you're going to cherish for the rest of your life. And it is something that, you know, as time goes on, you definitely gain an adoration for and a fondness over because as you get older and you follow the team, you get attached to players. I remember I went to the game the day after Jimmy Valens became the all-time hits leader for the Phillies. And it was so surreal to just see that on the scoreboard happen and see the ovations that he got. And it's something that I got attached to because I watched Jimmy grow up. Like he was there almost every night playing shortstop. And it definitely is something that, you know, now that he's on ballot for Hall of Fame, he cleared 5%. I really do hope that he can hopefully get in. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about him and, and the numbers say that he should get there. Um, and we brought that up in the hall of fame versus hall of very good. Cause they, uh, the podcast, we actually, you know, here in LA uh, in Dodger town, we remember Jimmy Rollins. We remember Chase Utley. Right. Mm-hmm. But both of them didn't get to uh, to L.A. in their prime. You guys had them in their prime and they were great. They were great mm-hmm. in their primes. Yes. So. so. All right. So favorite pa- player, past and present. Oh, God, this is probably the hardest question that anyone could ask me as a baseball fan, <laughs> because you can always, always go back. And for me, it's it's so difficult because. There's 10 players that are in my head right now that I can name and battle off these as to why they're my favorite. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to bore people. So I'll just cut it to the chase and I'll just go with, um, go with Josh Gibson because he was, he, he was gravely misunderstood at the time. And a lot of people wish that it was him that, a lot of people wish that it was him that broke the color the color line in 47 instead of Jackie. Because if Josh were in the majors, he would have just absolutely killed everybody. He had the power. He had the speed. Um, and he was just that – and he was that kind of person who – he has all of these legends around him in the Negro Leagues of hitting the ball, dead center – at old Yankee stadium and clearing the, the fence by like 15 feet. The story of him hitting a home run into a passing tractor trailer and it goes for 500 miles up the Pennsylvania turnpike. 
it's just there's so many legends and stories and everything else about him. And everyone's just like, yeah, he's the he's the greatest Negro leaguer of all time, some can argue. But for me, it's more about how he almost got what he wanted, but his own sins and that and everything else kind of led to his downfall. Yeah. If he didn't if he didn't drink himself to death, he probably would have had a good five or ten more years. And if he kept himself in good health, he would have had fifteen more years because he was absolutely great at what he did. The um you know it's funny that you mentioned Josh Gibson. So we do a we have a podcast called Decades where um where we go through each decade right we started at 1900 and Mm -hmm. 1900 1910 and i have a co-host for that his name is jackson and every time jackson mentions a negro leaguer he's mentioned josh gibson so you can you'll appreciate that you'll appreciate that that's great so who's your current player favorite current player um probably gonna say jt vilmuto because a he shares a birthday with me and B, everyone loves him. In yeah. Philly, a lot of people love him for, for what who he is, what he does, and just his overall energy and showmanship that he brings to the catcher position. Because after after Carlos Ruiz retired, we had a huge hole in catcher. When we got JT and when we re-signed him, I was so happy because I did not want to lose him to free agency. Yeah. He's been he's been that strong piece behind Harper, and that's helped us get oh so very close to a playoff series. But you can't always get what you want, and I hope that this you can finally be that year where they get over the hump. Yeah, you know it's funny because some of the other Philly fans that I've I've interviewed they've mentioned him too, and there's guys like Riamuto, and I'm going to throw out some names of the past here for a second, but guys like Ria. Riamuto, Nomar, Garcia Parra, Chase uh-huh. Utley, Jimmy Rollins, um, Dustin Pedroia, uh, guys like these guys that just lace them up and they just play the game right. You don't hear about them off the field a lot, but they mm-hmm. go and they show up and they're just like, coach, put me in and I'm going to give you the best I got. Yep. And those are the guys that are, are fun to watch. They're not um, – sometimes Bryce can get a little angry if there's a pitch inside or if he thinks it's a bad call or, you know, mm-hmm. JT's pretty even keeled for the most part, right? Yeah. And so, so you like those guys. I mean, Dustin Pedroia was never the biggest player on the field, but man, no. that guy have heart, right? He had so much determination and grit, and he was honestly the best second baseman outside of um, Bobby Doerr that the Red Sox ever had. Yeah, yeah, no, true, true. I actually gained a lot of respect. Remember the Phillies and Dodgers battled it out uh, for a couple of years, the league championship series. Yep. I actually oh, wait, get, so nice. Yeah. I actually battled it. I actually became a, a closet Philly fan in a very <laughs> weird sense. When Shane Victorino, the flying Hawaiian. Flying uh, Hawaiian, I love him. And I mentioned this when I, when I talked to the, the crew uh, earlier, and you'll hear it tomorrow when you listen. But when Shane mm-hmm. Victorino, um, when they threw at him, when he knew he was going to get thrown at, yeah, and he he did that thing, hit me in the side, don't hit me in the head, hit me in the side. Yeah, 
I wanted to drive down to Dodger Stadium and give that guy a big hug because mm -hmm. he knew that when he came up, he was going to get thrown at and or hit. Yep. But he and he knew it and he was okay with it. Just hit me in the side. You don't throw my head. Just hit me mm -hmm. in the side. Yeah. And throw me in a place where it won't hurt. Yeah. And and such respect level I have for that kind of guy. So that's mm -hmm. great, great players. So let's switch from, from players to ballparks. Where uh -huh. have you been? What ballparks have you been to? Citizens Bank Park, which is the home of the Phillies. Right. Fenway, um, Dodger Stadium, and whatever the park, the Giants Park is. Those keeps are the Oracle. <laughs> What's up? Oracle. It keeps changing. <laughs> yeah, Oracle, uh, AT&T Park, Pac Bell, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> I I love it. Call it. True. It's true. Mm -hmm. aye, aye, aye. Okay, so what's on your bucket list of parks you want to go to? Give me four or five parks you, you want on your bucket list. Definitely Bigley. Um, Bush, because the, I've also, I may have become a, a closet Cardinals fan. Ooh, um, that's tough as a Philly fan. Ooh. Yeah, it is, especially after what happened in 2011, but we won't talk yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to go to uh White U.S. Cellular, the the um, White, Sox White Sox field, because Minnie Minnie also is one of my all-time favorite players too. That he barely missed the cut, and I'm glad he's getting inducted this year. Um, and I kind of sort of want to go, just just Yankee Stadium, just cliche, just go there to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good list right there. I. I have to tell you, there's I have a couple oddball ones. Obviously, I've been to Yankee Stadium, I've been to Fenway. Um, I've never been to a game inside of Wrigley, just the history. I want to do it. Yeah. Although I've got a good friend who's a White Sox fan and he's like, it smells bad. You you can go anywhere else in the city, don't worry about going to Wrigley Field. But um Coors Field, I want to check out Coors Field. I've heard that mm -hmm. that's a great ballpark to watch a game at. Just don't get altitude sickness or try not to get altitude sickness. Yeah, that's that's what I hear too. <laughs> that's what I hear too. But um, but yeah, so you know, those are great lists. What's your favorite? I mean, obviously Citizens Bank, you're gonna say, but um, what's your favorite outside of Citizens Bank uh, ballpark that you've been to? Um I would probably have to say so outside of Citizens Bank. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So the so the favorite one that I've been to was probably, oh god, because all three of the other ballparks I went to I had very great memories of. But I would probably have to say Fenway because the game that I went to at Fenway, David Ortiz got into a fight with the Baltimore Orioles bench. Okay, okay. It was it was it was that game where the um the Orioles pitcher threw inside at him three times and David was like. Like, come on, man, just throw, throw it inside. Everyone cleared, and then everyone went back. Warnings got issued. And then the next pitch, it was it was way inside. He swung at it. It was a pop-out to the second base. But as he was walking to first, as he was jogging the first, he was jabbing it up at the pitcher, and the pitcher just kind of flipped the glove, kind of like giving the bird. And Ortiz yep. just went at him and was just – he was just – Going after him, man. It was something else. Yeah. We, and everyone just is like chanting, Poppy, Poppy. And I'm just sitting there going, 
as a Phillies fan, I'm like, I have no interest in, in this game. But poppy, poppy, poppy. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's I. I know exactly what game you're talking about. Um, I gosh, who was the pitcher? It was like he was wearing dark rim glasses. Darren O'Day, I think it was. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I I remember him wearing dark rim glasses and him just going like this to Bobby. Come on, and I'm like, no, you stay in your weight class. This isn't going to be good for you. This yeah. doesn't end well for you. So it will not end well for you, my friend. No, no. Um, he, yeah, it, <laughs> I just watched some clips the other day of, of greatest, you know, greatest baseball brawls, which I was looking for one clip and I couldn't find it. I found it later, but uh, yeah. a couple of days later, but mm-hmm. there was that famous one at Fenway with Ryan Dempster when he throws inside, uh, A-Rod and then yeah. throws inside again to A-Rod and the third time he hits him. And then the next at bat, A-Rod comes up and hits a home run. Like yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, revenge, my friend, revenge. So yeah, revenge is a dish best served cold. I tell you, it's uh, it was crazy, but it was yeah, it was interesting. Uh, those are good ballparks, man. I, it's uh, Major League Baseball's got a lot of wonderful, wonderful ball. They've got a couple of ballparks that that I can bypass. That's for sure. I've been to two of them that. Eh, eh. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the Oakland Coliseum is definitely not made for baseball. It's made for football. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not made for baseball. It's it's football. Now, if you if you're in the Bay Area, if you ever go to the Bay Area, go to a game at at the Oakland Coliseum. You'll understand. When you when you walk in, it looks worse than it does on TV. <laughs> you're looking at it going, what? But. We might be seeing Las Vegas A's here soon enough. So, yeah. oh, I didn't, I didn't know this, but Matt Chapman just got traded. Yeah, yeah, Matt Chapman got traded. Yes, um, I did not know that until just now. Oakland, Oakland, and um, Cincinnati have single-handedly dismantled themselves this season. Yep. Yep. Um, just now we're starting to get onto the Cincinnati bandwagon. Yeah, they've got a great ballpark, but man. They've they've legit build, build around Jonathan India, please. Don't trade him. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Jonathan India is not gonna. He's not gonna go anywhere. But Nick, Nick Castellanos, they're not gonna resign. That's for sure. No, please come to Philly, Nick. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that would be a great fit for him. That's for sure. So, um, if he wants to win, that's where you go. If, I mean, we talked about this. South Florida is kind of home for him. So, does he go yeah. home and and you know be part of a rebuilding effort for the next six to eight years, or you know how's that played somehow? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, anyways, well, that's I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so what are you looking forward to most about this season? Definitely seeing Bryce just absolutely, absolutely destroy the cover off the baseball. Okay. Um, it's going to be outlandish, but I want to see the Phillies in the playoffs. Okay. That's it. Just play consistent baseball. Don't play down the competition. Always just play up and get or get even. Don't never go down. And just have fun. Yeah. That, that's all I ask. 
You know, it's going to be interesting this season because the Phillies, for sure, the Phillies are going to be, I mean, keep in mind, I'm joking here, but it feels like half the league makes the playoffs now. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much how it is now, especially with the CBA now. Yeah, yeah. But my, um, at the, at the end of the day, I think the Phillies are going to be right there. They're going to be there with the Mets. They're going to be there with the Braves. And, you know, barring no major injuries, you guys look good. You guys, you, you guys look good. And here's the funny thing. So I, I did a podcast um, that we recently dropped that was a Braves versus Mets podcast. So I had uh-huh. two Mets fans on, two Braves fans on. Um, yeah. and, and we kept it civil. I kind of made sure that the questions were asked in a way that, you know, it wasn't like CNN or, or Fox News where somebody was about ready to pound each other out, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so I asked them a question, and to a person, they said, listen, the Mets-Braves rivalry is crazy just as long as the Phillies don't win. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, ask on, on that front. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they – no, I didn't say that. That's what they said. All four of them said that. I thought, oof. Oof, it's a rough I'm crowd. Going, it's a rough crowd. I'm going to disagree with those two fan bases on a number of levels. Yeah, of course. Of course. I I told the crew that. They started laughing. They're like, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. So, well, listen, I'm I'm excited about the season, too. I'm glad that baseball is back. I'm glad that we're getting 162. Um, I'm a little concerned with the extended playoffs. Um, and I'll... And I'll tell you why. Uh, not that I don't want to see more baseball. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's just for a second say that Philly makes the World Series and they're they're playing Cleveland. Okay. Oh no. And, oh no. No, and, not Cleveland. And so, explain to me how warm it's going to be in late October, early November to play baseball outside. It's going to be perfect fall classic weather. That's what it is by the fall classic. <laughs> as these guys are blowing into their hands because it's 27 degrees at game time, right? Yeah. yeah. There's been called the World Series game, so just leave it be. There, uh, that's true. I, I still, for the life of me, I still can't figure out why, um, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why um, when Minnesota built themselves a new stadium, they didn't make it a dome. It's too cold. I, Minnesota, what do you expect in Minnesota? Nothing good happens there. Eh. Nothing good happens in Minnesota except Kirby Puckett. Oh, wait, he's dead. Never mind. Ouch, rough crowd, rough crowd. Rough I, I, mean, crowd. I, 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 lo- I love Kirby Puckett when I, now that I'm old and I watch some of the film. And it's just, Kirby Puckett was something else, man. Yeah, he was. I wish that he was just. He didn't get cancer. Yeah. He could he could play. Kent Herbeck could play. A couple of those guys could play. Yeah. And, and so, and, uh, you know, they had a catcher there for a long time that that could play well, too. Joe Maurer. I mean, Joe Maurer. Oh, well. oh Joe Maurer. Oh, my gosh. He's retired now. I keep, forget, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> It's hard to hear. <laughs> there's there's some players that when you mention them in, in Dodger world, we're like, I kind of just got that feeling when I mentioned Joe Maurer. Ooh, shh. <laughs> shut, so. shut, shut up. 
You don't have to, I have the talking stick. Shut up. There you go. There you go. I have the talking stick. Shut up. Well, Dave, you've been an excellent guest in the clubhouse. I appreciate you coming on. We need to have you back on when we, we talk Hall of Fame. We've got a couple other National League East stuff. Uh, we need to have you back. Are you willing to come back on? Yes, sir. I'm always willing to come back on. It's been a thrill and an honor just to just to be here. So I'm just I'm just happy to come along and be along for the ride for a bit. Be along for the ride. Well, I we, we've loved having you. And top fans, uh, this is Dave. He's a Philly fan. We're you know we're we're covering the National League East pretty good. There's plenty of teams still out there, and we want as many fans on. So uh, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, and let us uh, let us know if you're interested in coming on. Also, feel free to make comments on the site if you feel like we've missed something, a player that we could have brought up or anything. Dave and I are adults; we can handle it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. feel free to let us know what we missed. And and Dave, uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing how the fans react to you, to your interview. Yeah. So this will be fun. Let's just see how it ha- Let's just see how it goes. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks again, Dave, for coming on, top fans. Again, this is Dave. He'll be back in the clubhouse soon. Um, He's got a lot of history knowledge. We are going to have him back on um, specifically for sure when we start talking about the Hall of Fame again, when the votes come in and and we're ready to start talking about a Hall of Fame class. So don't don't go too far because before we we started recording, he has a lot of baseball knowledge. So he's going to become a resident historian for Top Fan. You watch. (laughs) I drive my family insane with how much I know. Hey, that's good, right? Driving the family insane, especially that that's part of life. <laughs> Dave, thanks for coming on. Top fans, thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. You bet.